Changing healthcare starts with a dream. Better care, smarter care, and healthier people. Listen weekly as Dr. Gregory Goodman interviews today's most innovative MDs as they transform healthcare and share their journey from white coat to business suit, highlighting lessons learned and golden prescriptions for your success. Join us today and get your doctor-recommended dose of MD innovation. So this is Dr. Greg Goodman, the founder and host of The Modern MD. Really excited. We're hitting episode number 25 today. Really an honor. Thank you, everyone, for listening. It's been such a fun journey for me, interviewing some of the best and brightest MDs and, and getting them to share some of their big secrets about their daily success and their path to uh, where they are today. Because I think oftentimes people don't realize, for the most part, we all start you know, at the same level, especially if you're a physician living or listening, excuse me, to this podcast. We all went to medical school. We all went to residency for the most part. It's the daily steps. It's that daily discipline and those success habits that a lot of these physicians are doing on a daily basis. And some of them career choices that they've made to take risk or do other things that have really separated them and gotten them to the top. Today's show is going to be a little bit different. It's just me. I want to do kind of a recap of some of the things that I think are really exciting and some of the things I've learned and some of the things that I've taken from the show actually and, and actually changed my life and you know changed my daily habits and, and kind of the way I approach things. And I hope some of you listeners are also having very similar effects from the show, kind of inspiring you daily to, to do things differently and kind of live your dreams. I think that's my inspiration for the show and I'm going to share also at the end some of the next big steps and some of my next thoughts on you know where the brand's going and where I see this. So just to give you an update, I'm full-time back in clinical medicine. I started residency in June. I moved to Dorchester, Massachusetts, you know, started residency at a community hospital, part of Stewart Healthcare, which is actually the second largest healthcare provider in uh, New England. I think they have about 11 hospitals and I'm in one of the uh, community hospitals out in Dorchester. It's just really exciting to practice out in the community. I think a lot of healthcare is going out into the community. I think we'll see, you know, a big shift away from, you know, being treated in the hospital and thinking about how we can be treated in the home and beyond that. So it's really been fun. I spent my first month in the intensive care unit, so it took a few years off and then right back into the intensive care unit. It was a fun and scary experience all at the same time, but I think the intensive care unit gives you a perspective. So for those non-clinicians or non-MD folks out there, you know, this is the intensive care unit is basically a place where you're really critically ill or, you know, very sick and, you know, patients are, you know, can have tubes in their throat or they can be, you know, in a position where they have organ failure. And so there's, you know, really close management and monitoring of those patients. You know, one of the things that you see, obviously, in the intensive care unit is that you see people at kind of the end of life. That brings up a lot of questions, a lot of emotions, I think, also, you know, when you're treating patients like that. And there was a uh, patient who had a really close bond with his son, and I have a really close bond with my dad. And, you know, he was there, and it was really an emotional time. His dad kind of was at the end stage of his lung disease and it was really hard to watch you know this son obviously had a really 
close bond and really admired his dad. And, you know, it was within that first week of starting back and kind of a special time for me to, to really connect with the, with the patient and the family and, you know, really just feel blessed that I was able to be a part of that care and uh, be there during kind of a tough time. You know, I think that's why I came back. I really enjoy the being at the patient bedside and, and being a part of my patient's care and bringing a smile to their face. I have a different approach with a lot of my patients. I like to have fun. I think you can provide both fun and great health care at the same time. And so if the patient's not smiling and laughing, I'm not doing my job. So that's been fun. My next month I spent out in the community. I work with some really great doctors. I was kind of in the primary care setting. I have a big interest in in kind of community-based primary care and also working in the skilled nursing facility and thinking about coordinating that care from that acute hospital setting into the skilled nursing facility. And then, you know, the power of the primary care physician to really coordinate and manage that patient and when possible, bring them home. So it was a really cool experience to kind of practice out in the community and work in the skilled nursing facility. I got to work with some really incredible doctors that just have absolutely incredible, you know, ability to connect with their patients and, and really uh, drive not only good clinical medicine, but also, you know, treat every patient and really have that great patient experience, which I think is so important. My third month was really interesting. I just got, I'll joke, I just got out of the, uh, the prison cell. I was in a state prison for my third month. It was a pretty interesting rotation behind bars. Treated many folks that were in the criminal system in the Department of Justice or the criminal system in Massachusetts. Many of my patients were, were lifetime prisoners. And it was a really interesting experience as well, kind of practicing acute care medicine and, you know, kind of trying to understand a world that I don't really know that well. I wasn't a perfect teenager, but I never landed up behind bars. So really fascinating experience for me thinking about their lives. And and some of them, you know, it was really sad. I mean, made a decision in their early teenage years and uh, it changed their entire life their entire course, you know, spending 40, 50 years in jail and some of them passing away, you know, in the hospital after spending their entire life, you know, after being incarcerated in their early 20s. One of the things that I did find fascinating in in an innovation piece that I thought was really uh, worth sharing is that the system here has a really interesting way of coordinating care so that you know the patients you know come to this acute hospital facility but at each of the prisons you know they have one medical director and every time the patient is discharged back you have a verbal sign off you discuss the patient's care and i think that's one thing that's lost it was kind of a really nice opportunity to think about care coordination in the sense of if we were to design a program for example in the transitions of care where there was one person maybe you know, within a, a certain, you know, radius that coordinated. So if you're going to discharge out into this small community, you know, it would be one primary care doctor that kind of handles that care transition period for maybe those first 30 days. And if you look at some of the models coming out with bundle payments and, and other innovations, I think there's definitely a big business case for thinking about innovations in those areas. And I thought the model 
that the prison system had probably because of how it's structured and how the state structured actually was quite innovative in their approach. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. You get to know the doctors and it makes that transition much easier. And I think it's uh, it's definitely a missed opportunity out in the community and uh, taking some of those lessons away and thinking about some of the things that we can do better, especially with coordinating care for patients that, you know, we often term frequent flyers that come back and maybe we should kind of think about, you know, ways in which we could coordinate their care. The other thing the, uh, you know, the prisoners get is they get transportation and they get transportation in some cases to other hospitals or other doctor's appointments. And I think obviously in the community, that's also a missed opportunity where, you know, we say, hey, you need to go to this specialist and then the patient is not able to make it, you know, because of transportation, they miss the appointment and then they get very sick and they land up back in the hospital. So, you know, for many reasons, those patients go in a secure car or van. That being said, I think that's also an interesting opportunity to kind of practice and think about our system and our model for transitions of care and transportation and coordination. So right now I'm, I'm on the, uh, the wards. It's kind of a brutal weekend. Just, uh, you know, uh, worked what's termed a black weekend. So I worked all weekend, which is why I am recording at 8.20 on a Sunday. That being said, it was a lot of fun. It was a good weekend of patient care, enjoying the grind of being a resident. So as we like to start every show off at the Modern MD, I wanna do a recap of a few physicians who I thought really shared some incredible success quotes. The first one is by Dr. Ron Greeno, who is the Chief Innovation Officer at IPC Healthcare. His quote, and those that were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those that could not hear the music, Nietzsche. I love that quote, and the reason I love that is because I think it's all about those people that kind of see out in the future and kind of are willing to go ahead and take that risk and say, hey, I see something differently. I'm gonna go ahead and, and take you know risk. I'm gonna go ahead and hear music. And over time, what lands up happening is that others see those opportunities or, or see those connections at which point the opportunity is late. And I think Ron is, is a really great example of that. He was one of the early adopters, early visionaries of hospice medicine and, and really saw the music. And I think he's working on some really incredible stuff at IPC, you know, kind of driving their strategy. And I think it's about those physicians that are willing to go out and kind of see the future connecting those pieces before everybody else catches up. One of my other favorite quotes is by one of my good friends and great mentors, Dr. Wynne Whitcomb. And his quote is, 80% of success is showing up. And I think, you know, in the episode, he kind of describes, you know, his big vision for hospitalist medicine. And part of that is just being there and showing up, right? It's having the physician in the hospital, being a part of, you know, that care team 24-7 versus some of the older models where, you know, physicians kind of were in the primary care setting and then they'd come into the hospital to treat their patients. And I think, you know, part of success is just showing up, being disciplined and doing it. And I think that's a really, really great quote. Third and final quote is uh, by Dr. Josh Umbar, who's the co-founder of Atlas MD, which is a really innovative direct primary care uh, practice as well as they have Atlas MD EMR and uh, really driving 
you know, direct primary care. And, and Josh is a huge innovator. His quote from Albert Einstein, try not to be a man of success, but rather a man of value. And I think that really resonates with me and, and resonates with part of what we're doing here on the show is that I really want to try and produce and create value in a way that it hasn't been created before. You know, when I kind of left medical school and decided I wasn't going into residency, I went on a lot of coffee dates, you know, kind of put together and pieced together, you know, my career path or my next move. And I was really blessed to have a lot of people willing to share their advice and experience. That being said, I didn't find a really great resource or pathway or book that I could say, hey, this is a group of MD entrepreneurs. You know, they've trained together. This is their advice and this is what's going on. And I think creating and being valuable to people and helping them succeed is a really important thing in life and just giving back. So that's part of our show and, and part of the mission behind starting the brand. So normally we go into the white coat to business suit. I'll kind of recap for, for most of you. You know, those that are new to the show, every week the physician shares kind of their journey from white coat to business suit. If you look at a lot of the episodes, many physicians are kind of late career physicians looking for a change. A few physicians didn't practice at all. You know, they, they decided that residency was not for them. I think there's a trend, even if you look, there's some recent articles about the dropout doc, uh, those physicians that are going out and just want to be innovators. I feel like I have, you know, some valuable advice just kind of given the uh, breadth of uh, all the shows and, and just looking at, you know, the success paths of a lot of those innovators. I think there's a few opportunities. If you want to go in and participate really more on the business end of things. You want to be part of finance. You want to be a venture capitalist. You want to drive, you know, technology. There could be a case to be made, I think, that maybe part of clinical residency or residency in general would not be valuable to you depending on your career path and depending on your additional skill sets. That being said, I kind of took a path where I took some time off, was able to explore some of the other opportunities and one of the big things that I've noticed even coming back is I think being able to practice medicine, if I you know, look at some of the advice from you know, Dr. Sachin Jain, I really admire, who shared you know, that he gets a lot of you know, students or residents asking about their career path and their, their move. And you know, he says it's a non-negotiable. And uh, I think everybody's past different. I know when I graduated medical uh, school, I was set on not practicing for some time. And I think that was the best thing that I did, taking some time off. That being said, going back and having the opportunity to take care of patients again and really being a part of the care team and thinking about how we take care of patients and ways in which we can do things better, I think it's a really valuable opportunity. And I think, you know, if you do want to have a big impact, you know, you want to sit in kind of a chief medical officer position, having that clinical background is one of your greatest assets. If you want to join a startup, I think it differentiates you. I think if you're looking to go into business, those clinical skills, you know, they talk about barriers to entry. It's a long road. You know, you have to spend a minimum of eight years in medical, you know, undergrad and then medical school, and then, you know, minimum of three years to get board certified in uh, one of the specialties. And for some of, 
you that are uh, doing other specialties, surgical specialties or subspecialties, it can be another close to a decade investment. That is a really incredible asset, can be leveraged in the business world and might be one of your best assets given you know your clinical decision-making and your ability to build uh, not only technology that makes sense based on workflow, you know, designing products or, you know, medical devices given, you know, if you have an engineering background or thinking about, you know, building clinical care models for some of the new payment models that are coming up. I think understanding having a, and doing so-called a deep dive in clinical medicine through residency really provides that opportunity. And I think one of the things as we kind of move forward with the brand, provide some additional what I'm terming pathways. And so I'm going to give you a sneak peek. One of our next big moves is we're going to launch an innovation fellowship kind of inspired by my work at Remedy. I want to partner up uh, with other top level startup companies. I think a lot of them are looking to move fast. And I think there's an exciting pool of candidates, uh, whether MD, MBA, you know, medical students, or even early career uh, residents or early career physicians that want to get exposure and want to take their skill sets and add value. I think there's a big gap, a big opportunity talking to a lot of awesome guests. It seems to be a big gap and a big need in providing those types of skills and those types of values to those companies and uh, utilizing an opportunity to do that. And I think experience is really you know, where the rubber hits the road. I think you can read a lot of business books. I see a lot of physicians that go out, their next move to get into business is an MBA. While I think an MBA is incredible, I think it's a really awesome, nice thing to have. It's not a must have if you wanna be an entrepreneur. Most of the time it's about going out and executing, being able to deliver value, thinking creatively and building solutions that matter, that add value to the company. And so I think I wanna really focus the, the next three to six months on, on building out some tools and building out some courses one of the next sneak peeks is, is I think we're going to try and launch into uh, some video content, do a virtual summit, really kind of drive that particular mission, uh, connecting, I think, early career physicians or even physicians looking for a switch and giving them an opportunity to add their skill sets and getting that experience and exposure early on and building and helping to build innovations in some of these really exciting startup companies that are moving fast and making a big impact in healthcare. So we'll shift to the idea to venture I kind of shared. It's been a fun opportunity to just launch. You know, when I got started, I'm not an expert in podcasting. It's a whole new medium to me. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to give a big shout out to Podcasting Press, who uh, is the behind the scenes technology force that helps me really create the episodes and and really helps to put out the content. And Gabe, especially the uh, the co-founder there, he's been incredible and really blessed to have him as part of my journey on launching a podcast and wouldn't have been able to get it on iTunes and all the things. But, you know, just want to share there, I, I think there's a, a good learning opportunity or just an opportunity in general. I think a lot of times we're held back by, you know, it's new, it's difficult, it's hard, but you just got to get going. You just got to get moving. You know, I have a mic, I have an audio software, and then I have a service in the background that kind of helps to edit, you know, the technical content. I actually edit everything from a content standpoint. And uh, that's been one of the uh, big things as we kind of move forward, figuring out a way to scale 
as well as provide good content and make sure that the content is valuable each episode is really important to me and why I've spent some time editing every episode and kind of really being a part of the creation process which has been really fun. As we move forward, we're you know we're going to look to uh, to really involve hopefully some brands into you know some of the episodes and create some sponsorship opportunities. I think there's a lot of great companies doing some things that you know I'd like to share. Companies looking to have uh, some exposure, I think, to the physician community that's really innovative and in getting their name out there, and, and and so hopefully that will be a mutual beneficial opportunity as we go forward, create um, some content. I touched a little bit on the fellowship. There's going to be more to come. Stay posted. I'm really excited. I've already got, you know, on on the lines of getting moving. I've already probably recruited a few uh, people already into the fellowship before launching the fellowship. And I think I've got some really great companies lined up that will be excited to kind of work with some of these MD, MBAs and MD innovators that really, you know, want to drive innovative solutions and build the future of healthcare together. And I'm a big proponent and big supporter of physicians leading the charge and being on the front lines of innovation, building our technology, building our models, building, you know, the care, you know, when you're practicing, one of the things I've noticed is, you know, you're spending 18 hours taking care of patients and really grinding hard. And it's hard to kind of, you know, get your head above that surface and say, Hey, you know, what can we do better? at the system level? How can we have a bigger impact uh, to create sustainable change? Physicians have to really drive that conversation. They're in the day-to-day practice. Dr. Jordan Schlain has a really great way of putting it. It's that atomic bond or atomic energy that he says. I mean, that's, that's the whole crux of healthcare. It's the patient-doctor relationship, which is a really sacred uh, relationship that physicians are really honored and empowered to, to kind of be able to, to have that opportunity to, to talk and, and impact their patients on a day-to-day basis. So that's kind of the future. We're going to be doing some exciting things. Like I said, we want to do a virtual summit, really start creating more of a community. We're going to launch hopefully a monthly newsletter. If I'm super ambitious, maybe it will be bi-monthly, but just creating something of value, keeping you posted, you know, giving you an opportunity if you're missing our shows to, to have a reminder Uh, to share the community. If you are listening, like us on iTunes and write a review. It's super helpful. We want to spread the word and we want to get out there. And so for our last section, the business rounds, there's a lot of people that have shared really great advice. One piece of advice that's been shared by a few physicians is the Wayne Gretzky. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You got to take the shot. If you want to go out and do something, you've got to just go out and do that. I think clinical medicine is is a long road or medicine in general. You know, there's a lot of delayed gratification. And so if you want to be an innovator, you got to start now. You got to start getting involved with companies. You've got to get, you know, either on the advisory board or even better, get some operational executional experience, you know, learn how to, you know, execute and, and really drive impact. And so I think that's uh, that's really important. One of the other things that I want to share because I know weekly everybody shares their daily success habits. Dr. Anthony Wen has the best one. He gets up every morning at 4 a.m. and surfs. Totally cool. I live on the East Coast, so I'm a little bit jealous. The show for me has had a really great ability to kind of think about my day 
I know we had Dr. Nizar Taki on last week talking about productivity. The most important resource in our day is our time. And so being able to manage your time, maximize your time, and maximize your free time is something incredibly important. So I just want to share a few of my uh, new success habits. One of the things that I've been focused on is really looking at my day, evaluating things that I can do better. And so every month I've kind of picked up a success habit. My most recent habit is meditation. A few of the physicians on here use Headspace. I think it's a great new app. Download it. It really is, is a very simple opportunity to really you know, connect with your body in, in a new way and, and kind of connect with your thoughts and, and quiet your mind. It's really simple. It's 10 minutes a day. It's a really easy discipline. I think the app is phenomenal. Download it. You know, start today. This can be your first easy new habit. I think it really changes your day and really uh, kind of creates that day. One of the constant, consistent themes that you see on the show is that uh, most physician entrepreneurs, you know, they're incredibly busy. That being said, is they most of them exercise. I have to admit, I wasn't that consistent with my exercise, you know, regiment. I think I was really busy, especially in kind of my previous work at Remedy. There's a lot of travel. And so, you know, the last thing you feel like doing when you get home is exercising. Even with the clinical schedule, it's a bit hard. That being said, I try and run a few times a week. I live pretty close to uh, a little beach in Boston, which has been really fun. Getting out, you know, feeling the waves, uh, smelling at the sea air is just totally awesome. So that's been a lot of fun. And then we kind of, uh, in the new place I moved into, you know, there's kind of a, uh, a gym here. So really simple, trying to exercise, you know, sometimes even if it's a long call day, just get home even before I take a shower in my scrubs, kind of exercise and just do it, you know, put in a few sets, uh, kind of have a disciplined regimen and it makes a huge difference. My third success habit, I'm sure a lot of you will be thankful, including my program director, is that you get really busy practicing clinical medicine, but it's that daily regimen, especially kind of coming back after taking some time off. I have a regimen to use and, and to learn kind of 20 questions. So right now I'm doing questions like a bank. So I do 20 questions five times a week. I think it's a really great way for me. I like to focus on the question. It helps me kind of clinically narrow down the important pieces and then bring some of those pieces back. As you can tell, this is an audio podcast. That's my form. That's my uh, best method. I listen to a lot of podcasts as well in uh, medicine. So audio for me is a great way to learn. Last thing, and this is kind of my fourth habit. We're on four months. So I have been vegan for 10 years, um, but you know, getting into the exercise regimen, one of the things that I've been doing is uh, I use plant fusion, which is a plant protein and uh, have a shake a few times a week. It's an easy discipline. So you can notice that the week is spread up. I don't try and do things every day just because I think it's a little bit difficult and you kind of set yourself up for failure if you just have such a hard regimen. But just given those habits, I feel a lot more energy. It's been a lot of fun. And so I'll keep you posted on the new habits. So that's kind of the show today. I'm not going to go into the healthcare trends. I think there's been a lot of exciting trends that are shared. Thanks so much for joining us on The Modern MD. For those of you listening, go to iTunes, write a review. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're excited for the next number of months uh, for the brand. We're going to be launching some products. We're going to be launching a newsletter. We're going to be launching an innovative fellowship. You know, We're going to start 
and continue to push the bar on what we offer and uh, providing value for those physicians that are innovators out there uh, looking to make a difference. Ultimately, there's a, there's a big effect, most importantly, on the patients. Keep listening, keep innovating, keep sharing. This is Dr. Greg Goodman on The Modern MD. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Modern MD. Head to themodernmd.com to get links and recaps of every show and so much more. Dose up and like The Modern MD Facebook page.